Well, hello, my lovelies, and welcome to this week's episode of Your Manchester The Podcast with me, Miss Belinda Scandal, and Brandon McCaffrey. We have got a fantastic show lined up for you today, featuring the wonderful Rosie from the Festival of Libraries. And Matt talking about the new opening of the library. And we are remembering a legend of Coronation Street, the wonderful Jean Alexander, as we speak to Mr. Matt Llewellyn about that fantastic lady. Well, it is reopening and indeed in some stages is already reopened. And boy, are we glad to see the opening of the Lowry Theatre and indeed the Lowry Complex. We are speaking now to the wonderful Matt Eames. Hello, it's great to be here. Thank you. It's You're great welcome. to finally to speak to somebody welcome. about the Lowry and the Lowry Theatre. It's going to be sensational, isn't it? Yeah, well, it is. It, it already is. They're there tonight. We've got. Uh, I was there last night for the opening of uh, Northern Ballet's Dangerous Liaisons, and wow. so right here, even mm. though I'm at home and we are spending a lot of time at home still, the building is very much open and shows are happening. It's amazing. So, is everything open now within the facility? Then uh, our lyric theatre is open. So the biggest theatre is open uh, during the week and at the weekends, and our galleries are open. Um, every weekend and um, other than that we have some amazing outdoor shows as well yeah what kind of outdoor shows are you guys doing that people can look forward to oh we've got a great one um, called contact that's on now um, and that's um, a show experience through headphones and you've got a kind of crazy sound going off all around you and it's for 17 people at a time you meet at media city or in new islington uh, the show's called Contact, and you follow, you, you sort of, there's two performers, um, they don't really speak in it, you, you're yeah, sort yeah. of inside their heads. I think and, we actually um, had Katie Lipson on a couple of weeks yeah, ago to talk Katie, about that. It, was, yeah. it sounds quite amazing. What big shows, because of course the Lowry Theatre is renowned for its massive shows that come there throughout the entire year, what can we expect big show-wise? Well, in a, in a couple of weeks, we've got some mini musicals. So it's, it's great. It will be fantastic to have big musicals uh, back in the building. And these, these are particularly special um, because they're, they're brand new. They're, they're, in fact, Katie Lipson is bringing um, a show herself called 34. Oh, very nice. Um, which is about a young gay man in Belfast trying to find himself. Um, a solo show sure written by Drew Dillon, performed by Drew Dillon. Um, and another show, Game Theory. Um, which is about some friends, uh, student friends who get involved in a criminal investigation and, and get in the dark world of endangered plants, uh, you know. But all about being a friend, really, and being young and, and kind of, yeah, finding your place in the world. Oh. And, and the last one, A Mother's Song from Finn Anderson. So we've got a, a whole week's worth of just these beautiful little uh, musicals um, from the 7th to the 10th of, of June. And is there any plans to bring the pantomime or something like this? You know, your main Christmas show, you've had Elf, you've had all things like this there yeah. really, towards the end of the year. Anything planning to come? Oh, yeah. So oh, okay. everything that was going to happen last year, um, some, uh, uh, Christmas-wise, so Lion, the Witch in the Wardrobe, uh, will be back mm-hmm. this year. And we have six as well. And we'll have a family show, Stickman. So that we're expecting a full Christmas offer. And let's hope it'll be, if not, back to normal and as near normal as we possibly could be with full theatres at capacity um, and us all having a great time together. I think we could do that, to be honest. The White Witch and Edmund and we just feed each other. Oh, yes. 
Like, I mean, I, if I get to each Turkish delight, I'll like, be I'm just saying, I think this would be a great choice. That'd be fine. Uh, what about the theatres? Um, not the theatres, sorry, the galleries. Are they all reopened now? Galleries are open. Two exhibitions. So we've got, obviously got the, the Lowry exhibition. And he's, he's very much about isolation and, um, and being, you know, kind of uh, sitting outside the world and looking at it. Uh, so... Um, we expect him to be very popular. And another one is very much from the people of Salford, Days Like These, so an exhibition oh, of, yes. of oh. people's artworks from across, uh, from across Salford. So, yeah, you can get involved in that across, across that uh, so from any weekend now. But, but, it is but, fair yeah. and true to say, then, that the uh, Lowry facility itself is now truly open. And with that in mind, how do people get their tickets now? Yeah, best way, definitely, because it's still very much the case that we were running, a, although the buildings are open, um, many of our staff members are still furloughed or, and we're very much not at capacity. So uh, going via online, going via the website is definitely the best way to, to book tickets and to find out everything you need to know. So www.thelowry.com. Thank you very much. That's great. It, it sounds fantastic, and I'm very, very excited. I can't wait to get back to a press night there. Oh, I can't oh, wait to yeah. sit in a theatre, feel the lights come down, the orchestra. Oh, it's nice. Just in that there. feeling. It's the way it should it's be. It's so nice. Uh, we'll, we'll be there as soon as we possibly can, Mr. Matt Eames. In the meantime, Please thank do. you so much for today. Thank, thank you. you. If you're a fan of books as much as I am and you're a big Ravenclaw, we have got the Library Festival happening, where you can check out lots of different things happening in your local libraries. Hello, Rosie. Welcome. Hello. 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 How absolutely lovely oh, to be here. All all of them. Oh, 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 see, I'm a Ravenclaw, so I live for this. The whole back of this. <laughs> this makes no sense. It's, to you, it's actually that... real. They're, they're not like pretend books either. I was so. going to say, because uh... a lot of people have the wallpaper of the books these days, don't they? And you go to touch it and it's not there. I keep all my, um, my jewellery in fake books in at fake home. Books. Yeah, it's easy to do, uh, due to the fact that I find reading... It's um, taxing. I, I could see you being like, oh, I might have Pride and Prejudice today, and it's just big glittering gems. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. true. It's true. That for now, it. Festival of Libraries, tell us all about what is this wonderful festival? It is, well, it's like you're considering that Manchester has got so many fantastic libraries, you'd have thought we'd have had one before. But no, this is the first, um, hopefully, of many. Um, I, uh, I'm Rosie Garland, and um, I'm a writer and performer based in Manchester. Um, I'm also known as Rosie Lugosi, the Vampire Queen, but that's for another show. Yes. And, um, and uh, yeah, you could say that my passion for words and language uh, comes from uh, public libraries. Uh, I came from a family that didn't own many books because we couldn't afford them. That's probably why I'm surrounded by them now. And uh, one of my favourite things to do as a kid was to go to the library, local library, with my mum. And uh, choose four books. I was allowed to have four books. Oh, and cheeky. I know. <laughs> and all I had to do was to take them home and love them, uh, which I did, and then take them back again. And for those of you that know me, uh, know that I was uh, the weird kid at school. Um, that, I'm sure I've got a feeling there might be some other people out there who remember that they were the weird kid I that at school. Yes, um, there's, uh, it always feels that you're the only one. But um, anyway, so and I found that I could escape in books. They transport transported me to other worlds um, and to perhaps the idea that there were other weirdos like me out there. Um, oh, and I'm eternally grateful to libraries for that. 
and um, I, that's why I became a writer. And the Festival of Libraries is celebrating that. It's celebrating all those people who maybe haven't gone into a library since they were the weird kid to yeah. re, you know, to go back in and find out, relive that excitement that they had in the library as a kid. Just and I'm doing some really video tours, so yeah. It, it wasn't just always about the books, like the smell of the oh, book. Oh, I love, oh, don't, don't get me started on the smell of an old book. Yes. I'm just like, you open it and you're just like, oh. Yeah. Oh, they, they, they're, they're like, libraries aren't just time machines. They're like time and space machines. They do transport you, literally. TARDIS. Yeah. A book is a TARDIS here and now, people. And books, it, uh, what it TARDIS, Books are the most important weapon in the world, is what David well, Tennant said true. in an episode. It's true, Flower. Yeah. And uh yeah, and I I I found possibly the most dangerous thing about libraries was that I thought new thoughts and had interesting new ideas and yeah. thought and I think because I read about strange people, um who who could imagine? Um I thought, well, if somebody's written this, they must have had strange thoughts as well. Absolutely. And yeah. so it's like, you know, yeah. So I, and so that's basically, I mean, I know that's me talking about my experience with libraries, but um, it's why I've, I'm really excited about being part of the Festival of Libraries. What I'm doing, my part in it, is I'm doing video tours wow. um, of uh, Manchester Central Library, you can tell I've got to count on my fingers because I'm good with words, but not with numbers. Manchester Central Library, the Portico Library, Cheatham's and the John Rylands Library and the brand new Manchester Poetry Library, which is rather special and fabulous. And where, where's that then, Rosie? It's um, just near All Saints Park, almost oh, opposite yeah. the... Um, yeah, do you know, you know that the the green yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just near there, and it's a tall. It's a tall. Oh, the portico's right in the centre. It's right by the it's tram. It's absolutely hidden. It's like I a don't think I've been to the portico one. It's brilliant. I've been I've been down to the. I think it's the John Rylands one. It's it's, it's very old inside. Gorgeous, stunning. It looks like somebody dropped a medieval castle from outer oh, space, very bang in the middle so. of I spinning field. Yeah, it definitely does. Oh, it's incredible. And the thing is, that it's like, I mean, I've got a confession, even though I love libraries, when I first came to Manchester in sometime in the 18th century, um, it I took years before I went into the John Rylands um, because it looked so intimidating. Mm, I thought, oh, it's, it's not for the likes of me, I thought. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do these video tours to show people what they're like inside and behind the scenes and to show that like they are for us they are for the the people of manchester so how do people come to view these video tours of yours then or indeed get involved they in are festival? going to be they're going to be released in the wild um in the next couple of days the okay. festival of libraries i'm sure they've sent you the link to the website and all the rest of it and they are going to be shared on the world of the interwebs over the next couple of days and you'll be able to find them yeah the links on twitter and instagram and all those other kind of fun places that we hang out brilliant oh, all right then. well we look forward to that yes. so we've got a little graphic that says uh, the ninth to the uh, 13th 12th, 13th. 12th. 13th. Yeah. There we go. 9th to the 13th. Yes, it's. June. There you go. 
There Written are. down there. Just there. Festival of Libraries, 9th to the 13th of June. Everybody should check it out because it yes. sounds. And there's so much more than just what's going on with the virtual tour. There are... There's so many different things happening. There? There's That's 80 there's 80 different events right over 80. Greater Manchester. Wow. 80, 80. Wow. Uh, so if you want to check it out, then head on down to your local library or check out online. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you very much for today, Rosa. Well, we are now talking to Curry Officiado, Mr. Mark Llewellyn, about one heck of a legend, everybody. Now, she is famed for her rollers and she's famed for her singing. Of course, we're talking about Hilda Ogden. And indeed, the actress behind the wonderful hairnet and the rollers, that is, of course, Jean Alexander. First of all, Jean Alexander, she came um, to prominence as Hilda Ogden, correct? Or was she doing stuff mm. before that? Uh, she was doing stuff before that. I mean, it was the most famous thing she ever did, yeah. of course. Uh, but she'd done rep touring, so she was born in Toxteth. Mm. Oh. Yeah, and linking back, you see, this show is very well planned because her first job was as a librarian. (gasps) Oh. Look at that. What a chance is that. People think it's thrown together, but it's not, is it? No, it's very thought out. Said nobody ever. Said nobody okay. well, ever. Yeah, so she was a librarian, uh, but she she loved doing amateur theatre. Right. Her parents mm-hmm. took her to the theatre, the pavilion, a lot, and so she she wanted to turn pro. Um, well, leave no, it. Left just it leave it. Just no. leave it. It's just too obvious. <laughs> um, so she joined the Adelphi Guild Players. Oh yeah. And she toured in rep with them. And um, then that kind of collapsed. There was no more tour, and she got a job at a theatre we know very well, the Oldham Coliseum or Oldham Rep. Oh, yeah. I've even yeah. worked there, Flower. I tell you. Have you actually? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, we She's a Trinity there. Garden Centre. She's worked at a theatre once. She done. Think you're the only one who hasn't. Well, I'm <laughs> sorry. So I'll work there in some capacity, but it won't be. You will, but we're not taking front of house on yet. We're saying that. So she worked there. And, of course, she had to do ASM work yeah. uh, and small, small parts. Mm. And um, Thanks. Uh, Are they coming for me the night? <laughs> it's about time. Feel attacked. Uh, <laughs> In broad daylight, people. Now, shush, we'll not finish the story. Uh, one Come day, on. she, was, she was working in the wardrobe department, and she was there on a Sunday on her own, and she opened a skip of costumes. <gasps> and a rat came out. She was frightened. And the rat came along and nibbled the makeup stick. And she decided that she couldn't do ASM anymore, and she packed the job in. She phoned a friend, and they took her on at York. So she went to uh, the repertory company in York for quite a while. Okay. Right. And she made two big friends there, Trevor Bannister, yes. who, of course, remembers Mr. Lucas in yeah. Are You Being Served? Yeah. And Jimmy Beck, who played the spiv in Dad's Army, Walker yeah. in yes. Dad's Army. And they encouraged her to go to London. So she went to London, and they put her up in their homes and helped her, and she got her first TV role. She was in Z Cars and a few other things. She did a role in Coronation Street before Hill Drogden. So in 1962... Yeah. In 62, she played the landlady of a character called Joan Ackers, and Joan kidnapped one of the Hewitt's children, Christopher Hewitt. Um, (gasps) And in fact, Joan Ackers was played by an actress called Anna Cropper, who then became Mrs. William Roach. Oh, right. Bill's first wife. Right, now... I, I, was I, anyone I, a proper character at the start of British history? I, I swear. My best is to keep up, but this yes. all looks fantastic. What yes. have we got here? OK, so Hilda went in in 1964. Yes. And, of course, the beginning, they filmed indoors, in the studio indoors. Right. 68, mm-hmm. they moved outdoors to the first studio, and then they built a proper one on... 
Key Street, which yes. was open at the time yes. they used to. So in here, that is a brick from... Oh, God, it is as well. You want that in your handbag, don't you? Yeah. And uh, that's a brick from the original outdoor set from 68 to 82, and that was from Hilda's, the front of Hilda's house, number 13, of course. Oh, my Like, can goodness. we use this like we used the bust? Can I, like, whack her over no, the head with this? No, no, it should be the other way around this time, shouldn't it? <laughs> original. So this so takes you up to 1982, so there... That's right. Wow. Mm-hmm. And it's signed. Oh, the, the packaging is signed, yes. And then inside, do you want to... No, don't take it out of the box. <laughs> okay. I'd, I'd be scared oh, of We might it. get dust, yes. yes. So that's that that yes. I brought in. Then I brought you some photos. So we remember Hilda with Annie Walker in the Rovers. Yeah. Now, when the Ogdens were first introduced, two, child, two children had been taken into care. Mm. They were kind of a troubled family. And then they had to Trevor and Irma. Um, and Stan had kind of been beating Hilda up. That was the storyline. Mm. And they were after a new life. And that, that's when they moved to Coronation right. Street. They were the, the troublesome ones. And Hilda was taken on almost immediately as cleaner, of course. And Annie Walker was very... Uh, put out by some of her antics. Right. Um, mm. There's a cast picture from around the time they started. So, so how long was she in it for then? So she was in it from uh, 1964 was when they made their first entrance and she was in it through until 87. And why did she leave? She wanted to leave. Um, it was her choice. Uh, obviously, Bernie, Bernard Ewins, yeah. who she called Bunny, yeah. um, who played her husband, he had died a few years before. They had given her a Hilda, so they kind of got a boyfriend, Sally's uncle Tom. Oh, yeah. Um, and Jean did not like that no. at all. She didn't want a romance. Well, she on, she on. a lot of petitions being put out by fans, mm. being like, see of Hilda. They didn't want it to no. like, go away. That's right. So she wanted to end up on a high, really. Fair. And as we saw in the clip before, when she left on she Boxing Day uh, with the sing song and everything, um, she did leave on a high. It was, you know, watched by over 20 million. People. She did come back though for the telethon. She did the telethon, that's right, but she did a return for, and that was it really. Yeah. Um, and, but of course, she went into other things um, almost straight away. Um, there's kind of what we think of with Hilda, which is the Muriel, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Who would have a Muriel? Who would have a Muriel? Mm -hmm. Except hey. the one behind you. And. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And <laughs> just got that. I'm not commenting the, the, the Not at all. And the three flying ducks, of course. Now the three flying ducks, first of all, started in Elsie Tanner's house. Yes. Yes. And when the Ogdens moved in, Elsie gave the, the ducks to the Ogdens. They were the same ones. Oh. And of course, we remember those. And they still they still have a nod today because when the Mallets lived on Coronation Street, yeah. they had three ceramic flying birds in their hallway. And today, if you look in the Bailey's house, they live where um, uh, Emily used to live. Yeah, yeah. Then mm -hmm. you'll see three prints of birds in their lounge, and they are kind of a nod back to it's the three birds. Oh, it mm. It's really clever stuff. What's this piece of paper you've got here? Then? This. So this is a copy of this is 1967, and this is the document that the storyline has used, yeah. which goes through the kind of backstory of Hill Drogdon. Mm -hmm. Oh right. So kind of loveless marriage and how she met Stan. Yeah. They met in a blackout. 
Yeah. Uh, you'd have to meet Stan in a blackout, probably. Oh. He was I tried to make her in a blackout. when he first started. Well, and the funny thing was, Bernard was continuity announcer at Granada, and he was a fabulous singer, and he'd been a sort of matinee idol, so you're absolutely right. That's you amazing. Say. And, but in 67, 68, they did a storyline where she had a nervous breakdown. All right. Because uh, she was fed up of him not working and all the rest of it. Mm -hmm. And she ran away to Liverpool, and, uh, and then she kind of had a... A liaison. Nothing liaison. really happened, mm. but they used, she used to meet with the park keeper oh. and, and have lunch. <laughs> oh, they are <laughs> She used to meet with the park keeper. We, we can't really that go means. today without talking about why she decided to use them rollers. I mean, it became her trademark, didn't it? Well, it did. So she was the cleaner, and she based the, so a lot of the costumes that she wore, she provided herself. Right. Mm -hmm. And they were her mother's clothes. So she wanted a look, and Jean was a very quiet person, very Ooh. kind of studious and intellectual. Mm. And um, she'd always played character parts, you see. So yeah. she used all her mother's clothes, so the headscarf and the rollers and the yeah. pinny and all that was just yeah. what she felt um, oh, a cleaner would wear. Right. She was very true to it, of course. That's amazing. Very nice. mm. She was just one of the characters. Well, thank you very much for joining us, guys. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Belinda, have you? Oh, I've had a whale of a time. Oh, you always do. Join us next week for another Your oh. Manchester. <laughs>